Welcome to the floor. As we continue our dive into DC's New 52, we are getting ready for the throne of Atlantis. But before we went into that, we wanted to discuss a little bit about Atlantis in general within the DC universe. When was it first introduced? We talk about some of its historical uh, origin points in the writings of Plato and Aristotle and maybe even some archaeological sites around the world that may have inspired them to write about this. We then talk about some of the technology that is important in the function of the Atlantean society within DC and explore its meaning and uh, some interesting ideas behind it, all in preparation for this uh, coming uh, dive into the movie The Throne of Atlantis. So, if that interests you, go ahead and dive into this episode. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing, so good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome back to another episode of the DCAU. We're talking about the DC Animated Universe, and I have some corrections because, I mean, it wouldn't be that much fun if we were just always right on this podcast. (laughs) 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 So so going forward, we're going to start calling this the DCAU. The DCAMU, because AMU, it, because yes, yeah, so the DCAU. If you were to search on YouTube or just just on Google in general, you're going to get a lot of results for just DC animated universes. Okay, uh, the, the old unlimited TV shows and just everything in between. Mm-hmm. And so they differentiate this one a lot by DC movie universe. Oh. Animated movie universe because it's not the okay. cinematic universe, but they are mostly movies. Well, at least in this universe, right. they're all movies. Okay, but there is that. Um, then another correction: when we did our news, I was talking about how there's going to be more movies in this universe. There is not. I lied because I'm a bad person. Are they still? <laughs> because I just made a mistake. You can pick. Are they still in the new fifty two? There is a new universe after this one. This one ends, and we'll get into how and why it ends when we get to the last movie in it. Oh, so interesting. So New 52 is done. Wow, interesting. Well, so this version. The, There's the, a the bunch the in animated 52. Movies, they're, they're, they, they write this one well. Uh, the animated has some closure. And the movies we're going through, we'll, we'll get to how and why all of this happens. However... Okay. 
in 2020, they created a new, a new universe called the Tomorrowverse. And so there's already a couple movies in that universe on HBO, as well as three or four movies coming out already announced. Huh. Do we, do we get some Batman Beyond like in the Tomorrowverse? No. So no. Oh, okay. I, I do have a no, question. This, this is a soft reset again. Is okay. uh, is this Tim Gunn? Because I know one of the things that happened when Cavill was sitting down with Tim Gunn and they were talking about Superman and everything is uh, Gunn was saying they wanted to kind of do a reboot on the whole thing, like and be able to better incorporate everything into the overall story the way Marvel has done. So television shows, games, the movies, all of it into cohesive narrative. I, I don't know exactly how that leads to Cavill not taking on the role of Superman again, but it does. Mm. Interesting. So, so I was asking Aaron, so is this Tomorrowverse, is that part of that, or is the animated going to be its own thing still? It's going to be its own thing. It's not going to be a part of, from what I've seen, it's not going to be a part of the uh, cinematic universe, Okay, which I think is smart because the cinematic universe has had a lot of opportunities to do well and it has scenes where they've done well, but on the whole, they have not had just a rousing success across the board. Yeah. Mm. And so just keeping what I consider an amazing franchise away from that until they can get good writers to be consistent, yeah. smart, because you can always just have them backfill and start working with the Tavaro first if they get their stuff together, but you don't have to ship them too early and then just, well, and, and it's incredibly complicated because you've got to write for the audience who wants this. And the audience that wants this is it's the grown-up version of the audience that wanted this when they were teenagers, right? And so mm-hmm. that adds a level of complication. Okay, right? so okay, let's mm-hmm. back up for a second. Here's, here's what they can do because it's actually been shown to work really well. And I'll give you an example. Way back when Star Wars was huge, right? And, and the fans loved it. And at the time, the fans were between 7 and, and 13, was the main fandom of, of Star Wars. So they, more or less, so they, they created the Clone Wars movie, which did adequately. And they were like, okay, that did good enough. We're going to make a show. And the show came out a little bit later. And then the season after that came out later. So as they're releasing these seasons, the audience they're trying to market to gets older. Right. And mm-hmm. so... These seasons continue to get better and better reviews because they start addressing topics that those older audiences are, are, are vibing with and wanting to see. Right. And then they get into Bad Batch and these and these darker storylines. And by the end of Clone Wars, it is it is a very dark, gruesome, gut wrenching show. And so with DC, they they kind of got to do it the same way, where they're like, okay, what made the original so good? How do we slowly transition darker themes without just diving straight into the abyss because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you want to test it you don't want to just dive straight in and be like okay it's a it's a horror movie now <laughs> yeah i was gonna say horror movies do this all the time alien was great yeah well it's a different audience <laughs> right, right right we just happen to be a part of all of them mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking about aquaman uh, the throne of atlantis is, is the next movie in this in this universe and I think a couple things before we get into that, we're going to do a big episode on that, but this is more going to just be a short to, to catch up on some stuff. Well, You're going to and, tell and me just, what Atlantis is here. And I'm just to discuss uh, Atlantis in general, 
Mm-hmm. I, I guess we could even, I mean, I have enough like back knowledge to maybe even tap into the history of mm-hmm. Atlantis as I believe it's Aristotle and, and uh, Plato who write about it, right? Right. Yeah. I think and, it's Greek, but you know, that kind yeah, of turns so, into Roman. So I think these are, so it's in the earliest writings on it, but it's very clear when they write about it, they're referencing some kind of cultural mythos, right? A, a verbal discussion of this myth of Atlantis. And uh, even scholars, what they have found is that the Mediterranean Sea has kind of risen and fallen over the years. And they discovered a city along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, completely submerged at this moment. But as the archaeologists are digging through it, they say, it looks like this city has been probably 10 different cities over the history of humanity. Like it's such a prime spot when the Mediterranean is low, that somebody always builds a city here. And the Mm -hmm. Mediterranean Sea always rises and consumes it. And it's very possible that these early references to Atlantis are reference to that one iteration of that city that was literally swallowed by the sea. Because mm. it used to just be a big basin, right? That That's yeah. what would happen is it, it, would, it would dry out and be a big basin and then fill back up. And then fill right? back up, yeah. And so with this having been a city multiple times, it also becomes this great collection of treasures, Right. And every time the sea drains out, it's like, dude, there's like every society living close to it, but not close enough to be swallowed. It's like, dude, there's a whole city there full of loot. Let's go get some. Right. And this happens repeatedly. And so one of the ideas is that this is possibly the origin for the myth of Atlantis is this city. So to go off of facts within this fictional world, King Atlan, this, and this is in, in the DC. AMU. So that there are different origin stories. My favorite, my personal favorite origin story is actually Young Justice on HBO. Ten out okay. of ten recommend that if you haven't watched it. There, theirs is by far my favorite. DC AMU is is still really good. Uh, there's just not a lot about it, so it kind of just plays off of what what you already kind of know and and believe. If if we travel back, the first movie we watched in this in this universe is the Flashpoint paradox right and you see two great nations warring the two most advanced nations that are basically overrunning humanity just as a byproduct of them fighting and these two nations are the amazonians so amazons and the atlanteans and the atlanteans and so these are these are like on par with each other in in this universe and it's because superwoman murdered aquaman's wife wonder woman yeah, Wonder Woman yeah, okay. yeah, kills yeah. Uh, Queen Mera. Yeah, Queen yep. Mera. And so I just, I just wanted to point that out, just strictly because of how advanced they are in technology, which kind of goes along with well, and and it's also biology, right? The the strength and physical endurance of the uh, Mer people is on par with the Amaz- Amazonians, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And so way back when. Atlantis was was a city that was an artificial city that sat on top of the ocean. And for some reason, in this version, the old gods attacked and Poseidon fought them and and Atlan protected the city with his trident as it fell. And so as it slowly fell beneath the waves, the Atlanteans gained these powers uh, to breathe underwater, to to have increased endurance, increased strength. So they're actually superhuman in comparison to humans. Right. Yeah. Same with the Amazons. Superhuman okay. in comparison to humans. Okay. So Atlan, can you just tell me a little bit more about who Atlan is? He is a revered king 
throughout history. Mm-hmm. We don't go into him a, him a lot in this universe. He's mm-hmm. just the original king, basically, of Atlantis. Because before okay. that, Atlantis was a city in the human world. After him, mm-hmm. he was their king that brought them into, not, I'm not going to say underworld, but the, the waters beneath. And they, <laughs> they've named the city after him, Atlan- Atlantis. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that is where they came from. They got a lot of abilities from that. They did get some weaknesses, though, obviously. So they they dry out, dehydrate a lot faster than humans. So heat affects mm. them a lot more. More, If they don't do proper breathing training, their lungs, they do have lungs, so they can breathe on land. But if they don't strengthen them and use them, they get tired and exhausted very quickly on land. Atlanteans are, are a unique species and they are thought to not exist in this universe. So they are myth in this universe. Whereas, you know, in Flashpoint Paradox, they're clearly not myth. Right, right. They're they're an army that's destroying the world. It's walking <laughs> over your city mm-hmm. to fight another army. It's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Any questions thus far about them? This is kind of just getting us so, on the same page. So when does DC begin to introduce uh, Aquaman and Atlantis in, in just the the overall timeline? Like what year or within the DC AMU? What year? Like I'm I'm kind of curious where. We start off with Batman, which is really the heart of, you know, detective comics. Uh, we bring in Superman because he's kind of a hit. And then... So King Nemor was a, a character, and I don't know what year it was, but he was a character created by Marvel. And mm-hmm. so Aquaman is based off a Marvel character. So King Nemor was created by Marvel first. And so Aquaman was create, created as a direct reflection because marvel would create a character dc would create a similar one dc creates right. a character marvel back and forth right and so Who some is, of these characters uh, better than others so the only reason he was created originally was because of king nemore who does not have a huge following in, in marvel, in marvel yeah yeah well yeah. i mean you definitely character. see this right like they both create characters right like we we know from from eli in our discussion on the intro to comics Doom Patrol is made first. X-Men comes second. Mm-hmm. X-Men is far well known and popular than you know Doom Patrol. So I mean being first didn't always mean that you you hit well, that niche that really people were interested in as well. Well, mm-hmm. and like it, it seems like they, they may have actually hit that niche, but they lost it. Because like King Nemor was so good, DC made Aquaman. That's true. DC made Aquaman and kept Aquaman. So DC did something to consistently keep more, you know, viewers and audience. Yeah, that's a good point. Whatever that was. He's part of the Justice League. He is. He's, he's yes. part of the, the Super 7. <laughs> ah, yes, I remember. We like the Super 7. We're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into that in the next episode. That was, that was actually a part of the movie. That was yeah. just some cleverness <laughs> going on. So, yeah, Atlanteans. Most people don't know about them. They're, they keep to themselves because they're worried about the humans attacking and having to fight. There's a there's a huge and th- this this happens. This oh. is like a staple in in movies and shows. They consider themselves better than humans. They feel like they should cleanse Earth of humanity, not as a whole, but there are a select few. Right. And I feel like that's always the case in in, in these kind of debacles. I did have a question about the Atlantean technology. It does seem like they have superior technology. It seems like they've got big like energy weapons. Uh, Powered by by water. 
but yeah, I, and I would love to do a short on this because I am not as familiar with it, especially in this universe. Okay. But I do know they, they do teach magic as well. Okay. They've got a little so bit of a magic. lot of their technology, yeah. I think either has or can have the potential to have ma- magic imbued in it. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Eberron in our D and D episodes. Oh, so interesting. they're working off some uh, water mage tech. Yeah, I water think. mage tech. Yeah. Yeah. So well, and there are some. It also raises this. This was a, an interesting uh, concept. This is more just like understanding their tech. There was a a uh, tech writer who was asked, you know, uh, and he'd written a few sci fi novels. He was asked to like be like if. Um, if mankind had lived underwater instead of on land, would we have developed tech- electricity as an energy source? Because it diffuses out into the water and it'd be useless, which means that our all our technology couldn't be electricity-based. We would have to find a different energy source to draw everything. Like even our combustion engines, at the end of the day, are converting things into electricity, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And My so, rebuttal to that is we probably would have found electric eels <laughs> a long time ago. Now, we might not have made use of it, but our discovery <laughs> of it would have been way early. Like, that would have been like fire days. I don't think that's a rebuttal. <laughs> but I mean, it raises a question both for, you know, how things could go differently. And, you know, in our exploration of space and looking for different life, we could be looking for energy sources wildly different than our own. Because mm-hmm. the nature of their planet might not have drawn them to uh, fire and then electricity, right? If those, right. because of your environment, aren't your go-to energy sources, what do you develop? We don't know. Our entire technology builds off of that technology. Yep, that's a great point. So Atlantean tech, they lived underwater. Electricity doesn't work. You've got to have a different energy source. They've got magic, apparently. Magic! Yeah, that's, that's what I would have liked. I really wish we had grown up in the water then. We could have <laughs> under the sea yeah so well i i'm an asimov it. fan on this right that i that they're like the the idea that there is no true magic what it is is just technology you don't understand and you call it magic mm-hmm. you're a thor or hashtag actually that's tony uh stark that's that's the same as asimov because thor is like magic and science i don't remember what the quote was but mm-hmm. him and uh Tony Stark always argued, but enough about them. We're in the DC universe now, <laughs> and we're going to get into the throne of Atlantis. Anything else you All guys right. want to talk about? Sounds like we're going to do a magic episode. <laughs> magic episode. <laughs> or just Atlantean but tech. Atlantean tech, which is going to bleed into magic. Also, if we did a magic episode in this universe, we'd have to do a few because there's different forms of magic in the DC universe. Right. Yeah. Atlantean magic is very different from Dr. Fate's magic, which is also quite different than Satana's magic, which is also quite different than uh, Swamp Dude's magic, if you want to call it magic. Swamp thing? And next time we will be diving into the throne of Atlantis. Hopefully this has kind of caught you up on, on both the real and mythical uh, history of Atlantis in D.C. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper next time. We hope you love the floor and we hope you are floored. floored.